Welcome to Unsolicited Views, where we talk about topics that you may or may not give a damn about. What's good? We back. Another episode of Unsolicited Views. Yeah. Oh, man. Mel's back in the building. Yeah, we got a guest. Wedding <laughs> poppy. We got a regular guest. I probably won't be here a lot, <laughs> to be honest, in the next we couple We just months. talking about that. Yeah. Jet, jet He's leaving now. us hanging. Wedding man yo, poppy. After August, I'll be back, yo. All right. It's hot boy summer. Let's take a line. He be on, he it's be your last hot boy summer. All right, yo, after October. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mel's hot boy is... I think Mel haven't been a hot boy for a long time. I mean, hot boy don't mean you got to be single. That's you true. could you could be hot and go home to your partner. So I'm a hot boy. You. you can be. I don't think you. Nah, you got uh, damn. Damn. Why? Why? You got titties, nigga. You got. Yeah. Ma, you want to talk about my titties? I've been had titties. Not, said, I was, I was born titty, with these. Your titties new. Yeah, I was born with titties. <laughs> Let me get myself right. You got, you got new titties. <laughs> new titties. Get a muscle shirt, yo, for just for the day. Where, yeah. where did that come from? Or was that not a muscle shirt? It just happened to it turn into one. It was muscle shirt. I bought it in my, It's slim fit. <laughs> it's slim fit. Slim fit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I ain't, I ain't feel like ironing no clothes this morning. Slim fit C. That's all good. I'm getting a little. I'm getting Who's a little. Who's that, good. yo? Don't worry about it. All right, come on, let's start. Better flex. Um, I'm glad that's on Nick, camera. That was terrible. Niggas ain't seen no muscle. So, I'm gonna play the. So, uh, where you been, Mel? Uh, I've, been, I've been out. I've been. Uh, I went to a wedding last week. He, he's on PTO. Yeah, yeah nigga. You you starting to hear Palmer PTO. Yeah, say, no, don't put me on that yeah. level. Right. Yeah. Don't yeah. put me on that level. I mean, yo. the Palmer next PTO. two months might give Palmer-ish. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might be on Palmer levels, yo. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to be back. It's Shout back. out to Palmer. Yo. I just saw him in person again, yeah. Aww. Every time I see him in person, I talk about you him on the podcast. You just lit up. Look, look, bro, oh, no, Aww. we have something to talk about. We have a bond. You just lit up. You start glowing when you talk about him. You want to go sit next to him? Rub his thigh. Did your knee get better? He was yet? my favorite. Uh, one <laughs> of the, I thought you got a tingle when your knee was better. Wait, is that when his knee got broke? <laughs> 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 he saved Palmer and next thing you know his meniscus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He got what I will and... say about being disabled is they need to work on the accommodations of a lot of these places being disabled individuals like myself right now. Yeah. So like I, I couldn't even find a parking spot a couple places. I don't got the tag, but still, they still should be have something. <laughs> How they going to know, you? Yeah. <laughs> and then I went to the food line. They ain't have the cart. It wasn't charged up. And I went to Target. It wasn't charged up. Damn. And why these shits ain't charged up? You about right. to be a young ass. You better call ahead, yo. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, yo. <laughs> so sure, I, I ought to. And the funny thing is, the funniest shit is me with crutches in there with a pregnant woman. Mm. They like, God the damn. Blind, they like, that's the that's blind. Blind. Y'all need two cars? No, y'all need two of them, yo. Everybody but that's like, know. with all the scooters and bikes and stuff in right. the city, I like I hate that people leave them laying on the sidewalk because you think right. like somebody in a wheelchair they can't just roll over that ish they gotta yeah. either try I, to move it or they gotta such, hop off. You're such a humanitarian. Well, yeah, so yeah I, I try didn't, to move. I never thought of that. But what they got heavy duty? He like fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. Every time I see them laying across the sidewalk, I try to move. You them move? Out the way. Yeah. Oh. They might they might have yeah. heavy duty tires. Yeah? No, stop it. <laughs> they shouldn't have to roll no, over. No, no off road uh, wheelchair tires. No, they should not have to do that. With the eight inch. So I try to move them out the way so that. <laughs> so we're gonna. Uh, I did want to say uh, shout out to all our listeners, uh, viewers, subscribers. And um, we've been slow on a lot of different things, so we try and get our our weight back up. We've been really busy. Like, I have a baby on the way. Mel's getting married. Mall's just working. It's summertime. <laughs> working. We just working. gonna stick with that. Yeah. It's so it's just, it's just, it's been busy. So like we're gonna we're gonna get back to it. I gotta. I'm about to have a lot of order in my life soon. So oh. trying to get all my disorganization out of my system. You gonna have a I whole schedule? I think it's schedule? gonna get worse. Like yeah. color coding and everything. Oh no! I, I actually. I might be a fan of this. I have a, I have a list now. Like I have a checklist. 
So I can't like before what I got here. Checklist do you check it though? twice? Let's go. Yeah, I check. I like you see the thank you cards. How efficient they got you got to you. I, can I didn't you do them. Those My too. job was delivering them, but those would have waited on the counter for two months. The old me, the, the old new me, the dad me. Shit, I don't let that shit go under. I want to. I want to see these changes. Six months before you go backwards. All right. I want to know what the checklist is. All right, it's a. Well, I don't got my phone in my hand, but yeah, it's a checklist. All the different things I got to do. I got you guys on my checklist. Oh. Wait, hold on, hold on. Take, take me off, yo. You don't need to do nothing with me, bro. Nah, nah. You got to take me off. Just friendly things. Friendly scratch, things. scratch my name out, b. He got scratch. He got <laughs> so, scratch your back. But do y'all say what's going on in y'all life? Anything new? Before I introduce our guest? Uh, I don't have anything. Yeah, y'all know what's going on. Been getting married for three years. How you feel about that, though? Huh? How you feel about getting married? You feel you nervous? Nah. Not at this point. I was nervous last year. Oh, shit. You had a whole year like, to think about it. I was like... You don't think you'll go. get nervous like a couple of I probably will. I think, yeah. I think the when day like of. That's probably real. when... I think the day of is probably when I'll be like, oh, shit. You won't cry. Time. You gonna have it's extra okay. handkerchief? I'm definitely going to cry because I'm yeah. a crier. Yeah. Aww. And I hate my crying. Did you know that about him, Aww. Greg? He's a crier. Nah, He's, I didn't know that. Nah. You won't see it any, any other time. <laughs> it's only, only with her. Oh, that's sweet. We should put that clip of him... Proposal right here. Don't Cry. don't y'all do that. <laughs> <laughs> but now marriage yeah. marriage is a beautiful thing. I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of marriage. I like I like marriage. That's what's up. Y'all happy for you. Yeah. yeah, you've been married forever. Even though you weren't. 18, 19, 20, 20. Three years. Coming up on three years this year. That's you officially. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I I, I want my years. You went mm-hmm. I want years. like I should be like twelve years in now. So um, when people ask how long you've been together. Do you I mention say, the just the marriage years? Oh, no, you? hell no. I give him all those years. Those are a lot of years, yo. <laughs> he one of them persons. You, you mad that you ask him that kind of question because he just go on and on. Right. Well, yeah. you see, we started back in high right. school. Yeah. Then we yeah, broke we, up. We, we grandfa- and I started wearing orange. Is. And then she found me. And Wearing orange. You got the story down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no. Nah, I love my baby, though. We about to have a baby. Oh, so. I love my baby. Oh. Yeah. My baby's having a baby. Oh. It's very important, you know. starting off real lovey-dovey today, yo. Yeah. I, no, I, I've, been, I've been softening hey, up, man. I think it's because the shirt's tight, yo. It's like restricting blood. That's, that's what it is, yeah. yo. That's why... I, that's all right. I ain't going to say nothing. It was, <laughs> it was inappropriate. It was inappropriate. <laughs> but no, I've been softening up. Like, getting ready for the baby is... Uh, it's been an experience. It's been an experience. Like, uh, the, the room's painted. The car seat oh, is in the car. It's like an uh, earth tone because okay. we don't know the sex. Right, yeah. And we're going to find out at birth, so... So when do you think you'll cry? Do you think you'll cry as soon as she goes into labor or when? Oh no, nah, when the baby comes. come out. I think when I see the head, the head, the head's gonna do it for see me. See the crown? Just the head, just not the, the head. shoulders. Nah, just the head. When it start crying. Are you ready for that picture? I know you probably even studying this stuff all the time. Nah, yeah, I got a book. So I got a book. I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna hold my hand during uh, the birth. So you gonna hold a book during the birth? Yeah, it's like some go tos, like yeah, some yeah, hot topics. Like you have birth note, chill. Yeah. Hell yeah. You better study that the night before and put it's that a, book It's an open book test. <laughs> and an open book test, did you ever go in there without the open book? No, I went there with the answers. Bruh. You know, yeah, you we always had the answers. We always had the answers, nigga. You know what's fucked up about You know what's fucked about the open book test? Every time you went in with the open book, like you didn't study. So you couldn't find the shit fast enough anyway. Again, right. so that's why you went in with open, the answers. Open, oh. open book actually gives you more anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Like, you just flipping like, That is true. Close the shit. Close the shit. If you never did the reading, you wouldn't know where you're going. Exactly. Anyway, but yeah. if you had the test bank, you can't lose. So we got a world-renowned therapist in here today, guys. A world-renowned. World-renowned. Yeah. Let's let's let's, yeah. let's hype them up. <laughs> let's hype them up. You got make sure you talk to the mic. I want to make sure everybody hear you. I got you. I want to make sure you get like ten more clients off us and we get a referral fee of fifteen hundred, right? Come on, yes, that's what we talking about. Yeah. You about have a spring payable to Baltimore Podcast Studio. Yeah. 
<laughs> or just John. <laughs> John. No, don't do John. <laughs> don't do but um, <laughs> what's up, Greg? Um, talk about yourself. Uh, I want to first talk about what you do first and foremost. Okay. And then just give a little bit of background about yourself. I asked a hard question. All right, now I got you. <laughs> so um, like I said, I've been a therapist for, well, licensed therapist for about a year now. Okay. I've been working in mental health for about uh, most of my high school, college career. So I've okay. been working with, I worked in group homes. I worked in hospitals, man. I worked in um, psychiatric wards. I've worked in a lot of different places. I, oh, really? Prisons, yeah. Wow. So I've, I've I've been around the block a little bit. I worked in schools. I worked in, I worked with so many different mental health professionals. Okay. And I've been doing that so I can kind of figure out where I want to get my foot in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially being young in the game, it's so much like to learn in this field. You know what I mean? So I just wanted as much experience as possible. And so I mean, um, I'm not from Baltimore like y'all. But I'm from Hyattsville. <laughs> like I feel you. Well, I feel John ain't from Baltimore either. Yeah, so. <laughs> Actually, I, I was born in Upland Apartments, by the way. Oh my goodness. So the technically, tea, I'm from Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like this guy. So, uh, but go ahead. But nah, so like I'm, I've been doing that for a little bit. Um, I'm kind of moving up in my career now. So now I'm kind of. Uh, I'm talking. actually going to be a, a, a adjunct professor this fall at Bowie State University. So hey, shout out, yeah. shout out to Bowie. Shout out to Bowie. Shout out to Bowie. So HBCU. I've never heard. I've never heard Maul say that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm BSG, my bad. I ain't gonna yeah. go. Yo, yo, sound crazy. Let <laughs> 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 me say, pump it up. Pump my it up. My man, Greg, yo, go ahead. I don't yo. Know, they, they did say it when I was there, but like, I ain't never do the chants and everything like that. You're right. We too cool. I was like a chill spirit. I know. I had the spirit, but I wasn't too like. You ain't had the spirit. I ain't had I probably got like one hoodie from Boo. Oh, wow. What? So you was the man of Boo? Nah, I mean, I was chill. Like, I was just a chill guy. Anybody else? They the one who get all the women. I know everybody was chill. I wasn't chill. You was chill. So, <laughs> I know you was the man. Nah, I was cooling. I was cooling. But nah, I mean, um, just moving up in the field now. Uh, I'll Congrats. be independently licensed by next year. So That's dope. Yeah, so moving up and then that's it right now. Just kind of floating. All right, so can we talk about these licenses first? To, to kind of uh, enlighten people like me, ignorant people like me who yeah. don't really gotcha, understand gotcha. the world of your, your world, basically. My world, so, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, you got like a different. So, most of us, when we come out of grad school, we're like, Graduate licenses. So for me, I'm an LGPC, so I'm a licensed graduate. I thought you were about to say something else. Counselor, right? <laughs> <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> what, Alphabet Mafia? <laughs> oh, my bad. Okay. We ran them, yo. My bad, yo. So, like, how I go, how I go is like basically in different states, you got different requirements. So, different amount of years you got to do. So, for me in Maryland, I got to do two years, about 3,000 hours before I can get um, my clinical license. Okay. So L- license. Uh, clinical professional counselor. Yeah. And you got after that, you got all the S's and the C's, the I's. You got all this other stuff. That yeah, come out I've always seen all these letters, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what none of these mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work. So you got to do a little bit. Yeah. She's a social worker for adoptive kids. Okay, okay. Yeah, social workers, they got to take two tests with me. I only got to take one. I got to <laughs> okay. do hours, and I'm good. <laughs> no, man. Okay. So talk about your, tra- your trajectory. <laughs> what made you want to be a therapist? Oh, yeah. I was just talking about this a, a while back. So, um, for me, it kind of started at an early age. Like I said, I, um, I went to a school in, like, a predominantly white area in Waldorf, Maryland. I know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the T. We back in the T. Yeah, yeah. Not, the state of Waldorf. He liked this T, yo. Yeah. I, like, I like this guy. <laughs> that caught me. But, um, basically, there, we just, a lot of us, like, the black community there was kind of small. So, like, we kind of um, stuck around. We knew a lot of issues that was going on, but we didn't really talk to people about it. And the school counselors, they were white. You know, when you go in there, you talk about implicit biases. Like, they kind of had their own viewpoint of us already. Mm-hmm. So, okay. at that point, we was kind of like, why am I still going here? Who am I talking to? You didn't know about, I mean, I didn't really know about black therapists back then. I didn't know about black psychologists. I didn't know about the, the association of black psychologists. I didn't know anything about that. Okay. So, as I got further in my field and I started learning more, I was like, wow, this is something like, isn't talked about a lot. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? How yeah, cool yeah. would it be that as I get older, I can like mentor young men and women and that say, hey, dope. look, you should look into this or you need resources here. I have some ideas here. Like, it's so cool when I'm able to, even my little cousin, I got a little cousin who's studying psychology now, smart young lady. She's about to graduate early, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Whenever she needs resources, something like that, I'm glad. It just feels good to be able to give her back. Yeah, know, I think giving is the ultimate, good. you know, joy in life. I feel you. Yeah, so it was, um, it's just, as I came up, I was like, oh, wow. And I'm, I'm working in group homes now. I'm working with, like, younger, right. like, black boys, black women. It just kept seeing, like, how much it was really needed for somebody to, that looks like you. Uh-huh. Like, somebody that could represent something that from your, come from, like, your same area, like, your complexion, everything like that. Mm-hmm. And make you feel more comfortable about saying, like, okay, this is what I'm dealing with today. Even if something chill, like, oh, I was at school, I got in a fight today. But, like, who wants to tell somebody that doesn't look like you that stuff and they're not going to understand why you got in a fight? You know, I mean, right. maybe you're just hungry. Maybe you just didn't have the resources you need to get through the day. So you was frustrated. It led to that. Other than that, a white school counselor might be like, oh, you know, what you can't do that, though. You know I got right? you. Yeah. So huh. I guess do you feel as though – I guess you want to give back. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what part of therapy – so as a black man, therapy, of course, is a lot a lot of times taboo. So what do you say to, like, black men that really haven't chose therapy? Because you, you're talking about an alternative type of therapy today, not just mm-hmm. traditional talk therapy, which a lot of a black... That's all people usually think about when they think it's about therapy. therapy. Yeah, it's traditional talk therapy. Stuff, yeah. But uh, talk about that, the different t- alternatives of therapy, and then kind of what you feel black men's responsibility is to therapize himself. I made that word up. I got you. Therapize. therapize. He used that word a few times. (laughs) (laughs) You catching on. Nah, like, (laughs) I would say, well, with the black men talking to him about therapy, it's it's a little difficult, especially when I I work with a lot of older men, too. So with them, they're kind of stuck in their ways. So now I'm sitting here in in session with a 50 or 60-year-old man, and he's working on how to just express himself to his grandchildren or his Mm. children, you know what I mean? And that's hard to tell us my how to talk to I'm young me being young myself how to explain to you how to talk to someone especially an elder yeah 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 and then you know like you said sometimes when older people they have like these these biases that's kind of ingrained in them it's been 40 plus years you know I mean we're talking about like um, intolerable type of things like with mm-hmm. the gender like different gender different sexual orientations mm-hmm. so like during conversation they could be saying something and they might laugh at it as a joke because it's something in their culture, like in their age group, it's something to laugh about. Let's say they're talking about people from the LGBTQ plus community, right? Right. They make a joke about um, transsexuals or people who are uh, might be gay or anything like that. Right. So they make a joke and you kind of, well, you try to explain to them how that it looks. It ain't funny, really. Yeah, you try right. to explain to them and they're kind of like, it kind of puts them off a little bit. So yeah, now sure. they're like, how, how does that, how, how often does that happen? Like, they. I guess fight back to you, like when oh, you when you when you correct them, you 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 they say something like incorrect that. in today's world, right? Yeah. And then they like, well, no, this is how it was. Like it shouldn't. Like how how, how often does that happen? And how do you handle it? Every session. Oh, um, wow. So we deal with resistance like every day. Yeah. Every client that I have that's at a certain age. I mean, just with any client, there's always something they're resistant to because in therapy, it's kind of give you an insight and look from a different point of view and to the issues that you're dealing with. Right. And how many times do we really want to, and you can ha- provide constructive criticism, but how many times do we receive that in a well, right. like in a well-placed area, right? I was about to say, that's a, uh, I would say that's something we definitely, I, I know it's, Uh-oh. <laughs> that's it, everybody. Is that COVID? Hey, yo. No Is that the COVID? I swallowed my sangria. You vaccinated? Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so, no. so, 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 so
So you sit on your own. I'm trying to keep that coffin so bad. Yo, stop putting my what's the name out there? Ain't that illegal? Have we started coughing in open market yet? I mean, just like it's hard to it's hard to cough now. Like you used to be like when niggas cough, you you staring at them like. Now y'all start coughing again. I still kind of hold it in. Oh, you still me too. Yeah, I told it. Y'all try to play it off. I've done that at work a couple times. Everybody like, everybody, you all right? I got you clean it up. It's the worst when you can't catch it though. You can't catch it. That's worse. It's like it's like when you try to hold it in. Like he's like, know what? It's gone. It gotta come out. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. So let me. I think the sec. I talked about my Johnson Johnson. By the way. Yeah, you got to get, get over that. that. Um, I actually lay a question. I was saying, like, far as black men, you know, in therapy, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things I think as black men we haven't healed from. What do you think, like, in your experience, like, what are some of the things that black men, what can black men do to heal so we can, like, be show up better in the world, you think? Um, I think talking more about it, honestly, and then not just talking to our, our friends and our uh, family, but just, like, our youth, too, right? So... If we are, as we get older, we're, we're not getting younger. So we're getting older. You for coming up. They're, they're paying attention. Old. Y'all not getting younger. You got great hairs. I like that. He's shooting. He's shooting. Yeah. Shit. motherfuckers like He wish. Uh, but nah, nigga, yeah. Says nigga with the uh, Gregory knees. <laughs> That's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. See, nah, nah. We try to respect for our guests. Nah. He's so, he can see we random, yo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to get back on time. We try to have a serious conversation. Right. We keep yeah. busting jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about what can black men do to heal. But no, I mean, but it's, conversations like this, just having these type of open spaces, like it can, it don't have to always be like professional and sticky. Like, it doesn't be real stiff and anything like that. I right. Just do um like with um some type of environmental therapy or play therapy I did. Me and these these black dudes, and we used to go to the gym. It used to be our session. That's huge. Like, this is kind of our therapy, I think, right here. Yep. It could be, yeah. Yeah, because like we, we get on this podcast to talk about shit that probably in a phone call, in a mm. conversation, on a passing by, you probably would never had the opportunity to talk about. And I think that's important. Like It's almost like barbershop talk, I would say. Yeah. So like things can be things like this can be therapeutic in a way. It might not be therapy per se, but it can be good for just the soul, just good for the spirit. Like holistic well-being, holistic wellness isn't just like paying attention to just your mental health, going to therapy mm-hmm. and talking about, okay, you know, I have, I'm anxious about this. You know, I've been feeling depressed for this amount of time. It's kind of like, well, what do you do for self-care? What do you do outside of this that kind of gives you, like, that 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 feeling back, you know? So, <laughs> so are you a waves part of your self-care? Because I'm about to say, <laughs> because <laughs> they have to. Yo, hey, yo. So, yo he ain't letting so these like, waves go, take yo. take care of yourself, like. Yeah, you know, so I, I, I waves are part. I give a haircut every two weeks, you know I mean? Every, like, 10, 14 days is, is good for me because I'm like, I know. When I don't, you want to show up in the world great. Don't <laughs> <laughs> know. I answer that, so you want to try. When I don't, I just feel you know. Sometimes you can feel a little bit down about yourself. Real shit. Or something like yeah, that. that's so like, like when keep women up. get their hair done, they feel better. It's similar. It's similar. It is. It's similar ish. I got you. Okay, self care. There we go. Yeah. Right. Because people we throw out that self care word a lot, but I don't think people. Sometimes it's not just beauty. Sometimes it's just kind of being yeah. away from people, exactly. reading Taking a book, time. you know, talking to yourself, like Bone me. Disturbed. Yeah, shit like that. You answer yourself? Do, he yeah. Did. He just did. You don't answer yourself, then I got a question. Most of therapists, too. I don't answer You said what? You don't? You're a therapist, too. So you just say a question and you don't answer. You don't answer yourself? So who answers it? Mel, you don't talk to yourself? It's a rhetorical question. All my talk to myself is rhetorical. Interesting. So like when, you, when you talk, you're saying like you don't really, you don't 
think of a response, nothing like No. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? All, all this time they thought I was the weird one. Okay, I mean, nah, I mean, self talk isn't bad. I see what you, know? you did there. Yeah. I see what you, you like that? There. You gotta talk to these brothers, man. Yeah. Yeah. They rep your set, so y'all gotta be on the same. Rep your set. Yeah, yeah, I knew you weren't gonna go the whole thing. But, um, so. What do you see, for example, in your work, like, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I give you a broad question, because I know we got to be broad. Uh, <laughs> Why so, you got to be broad, yo? Because, I mean, he got, he got, he got, he got alphabets next behind his name. We got to be careful. Um, what do you, what's the, what's the most important thing you want to, like, the mark you want to leave on the therapy world? You know what yeah. I mean? Because I feel like every industry you want, you want to make an impression. Like, what do you want to see change because of your um, work? I think, like, my end goal is to change how we present. Just make things, like, we talk about client-centered and client-centered therapy or client-centered services is, like, basically make sure your services is tendered to that person you work with, not generalizing it, not trying to make it work for everybody that you see, but that person in front of you at the time. So my biggest thing was more about um, just making sure that everybody is, like, receiving the right services, make sure we're doing everything appropriate. Um, and it's hard to do because, you know, sometimes you work with people who don't, mm have the same type of modality or, like, they they look at things the same way as you. But I guess my thing was just to really just just help sure, just make sure everybody's kind of just getting everything they need. Have you been it. in a situation where you had to, like, uh, like you're in the middle of a session, you realize, like, you're not the therapist for them? What do you mean? Like, right. have you been in that situation where you, like, you think one of your coworkers can better help this other this person oh, other than you? yeah, definitely, yeah. Do you so, cut it off immediately? Is it, like, a... So the way it works, so, like, we got, like, a, um, it's, like, ethics behind it right mm-hmm. so you got a referral it's a referral process and everything like that and so i've definitely worked with clients so i was like okay we're not gonna work good together right i worked with a young girl before i was like okay me being your therapist is not helping you get better at all because you your concerns is with a man who is a black man like similar you know similar age similar build you were a distraction right and i was yeah. like the transference there which is basically where the client is kind of relating a lot of their feelings back onto you from a different experience that they had i can see it and i mean we we had combat those things we attack those things in therapy but you can kind of tell me like okay I'm hurting this client more than helping them right and so you know it's, we do the referral process and that's that's happened a few times definitely so. oh. how do you feel about the like relationship coaches online and things uh, like that <laughs> that's, that's a great question Hell, man. <laughs> um, they, I, think, I feel like they trying to be therapists but they not I think but. that um, everybody plays a role and help <laughs> you know what I mean? He's good. This guy's good. That is a hell of an answer. Yeah. That is a real statement. I think that um, just like me being a therapist, I need to know where my limits are and where my boundaries are. Like, I'm not a psychologist. So I'm not, I mean, I can diagnose. You don't have to talk about that because yeah. I think when you hear therapy, like, y'all all get the same umbrella. Like, hey, yeah. So if you get therapy, day. so for example, a psychotherapist, what exactly do you, is, are you a psychotherapist? Like, what are you specifically? So, like, you know, do you so practice psychotherapy? I practice psychotherapy. Okay. And it's, like, it's interchangeable in a way. It depends on where I'm at and the job I'm in. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've been called a counselor, but that was for, like, um, very short-term, like, solution-focused type of uh, work I was doing. But when I'm doing therapy, I'm a psychotherapist. I'm a therapist. Like, you know, I'm a mental health professional. You know, they depend on the topic, depending okay. on the the conversation. So you're a mental health professional. Let's put you there. Yeah, so I'm, okay. a, I'm a therapist. I'm okay, a, I don't want I like to say licensed therapist. Okay, so I don't want no disrespect. No, sure no disrespect, no disrespect, my bad. So technically, I was about to say that because uh, one of my shows, the shows I watched, uh, Married at First Sight, they use pastors a lot of times mm-hmm. are interchangeable with therapists and counselors yeah. too because of their 
the, uh, theology degrees and stuff, they mm-hmm. can still be spiritual therapists and give advice, which is sometimes why. There was this there was this girl. Um, she was a doctor. She got her doctorate from a, a, a Catholic school, a Catholic college, anything, which is nothing wrong with that because it's mm-hmm. still education, still a degree. Mm-hmm. But she was online presenting herself as a, a therapist, a licensed therapist, right? Mm-hmm. And she would give information. You know, most people that's like really influential. That's why, I, like, I tell people all the time, be careful of these. Um, what they call them? These um, life coaches. Not life coaches, but people who are false, false. Um, false prophets. False prophets. Yes, I say. Okay, be these you false got the biblical prophets. bag too. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I say be careful because sometimes people will use their education and their skills to build a um, a fan base. Like Umar. That fan Dr. base. Umar. Yep. Really? Y'all think, y'all think hey. he's using that to build hey. a negative fan base? He has a doctorate. Hey. It's not in what but, he said he got hey, one. But he's fucking funny as shit. I mean, his, Wait, yeah, what's he's hilarious. Name? What's name? Umar. Dr. Dr. Umar Johnson. Johnson. I've been with him a little bit. Like he, he yeah, he got some good shit. <laughs> <laughs> he funny as shit, yeah. They're right twice a day. Yeah. But like, I, I was saying, like, <laughs> he doesn't like but, but, hey, hey, <laughs> right. but, the, but the bottom line is, they're right. They're not twice a day. Wrong. They're not always wrong. You said twice a day. <laughs> it's not, they're not always wrong, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so as a therapist. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, okay. See why they be so let me ask you a question. It's going to slide in. It's going to slide into your game. Like, what would you? <laughs> <laughs> what would you? Say? Y'all trying to fight. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying, trying to fight this. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to be in the corner three. I'm trying to hit the corner three. Yeah. I'm trying. Um, right, go ahead, John, yeah. Where, where, where would you say? How can we work on the discourse from a therapy perspective between specifically black women, black men, and black women? Like, how can we work on that discourse? Because a lot of traditional values in there. There's a lot of re- religious values in there. It's a lot of uh, bad bitch values in there. <laughs> bad bitch Bad values. bitch, uh, parentheses, nigger values. Because, like, some black men are bad bitches, too. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I knew, you, um, you were trying to say t- that t- when t- I was saying your name. Bad bitch, John. But, um, so, like, how can we work on that? Just those disparities? Like, because I feel as though one thing is... is the black family, I think, is very important, whether it be a traditional family or non-traditional family. But I think some of, it's so much divisiveness. So, like, nation building becomes tough when there's so much it's divisiveness. So, it's so interesting because there's some people who still believe in, like, the traditional gender roles, which is nothing wrong with that if you have a healthy relationship. you like, well, I want to be the provider, and she wants you to be the provider. That's, a, that's amazing. That's your relationship. You know right. what I mean? But then we have couples who, or people who try to force that upon their partner, and we're like, well... You can't really do that. I mean, how does that help the situation, right? So you got people that's like, um, I want to be a provider. Like, let's say I'm a man. I want to be a provider. Yeah. And I have an independent woman who might make more money than me. I mean, me personally, I don't care about that. Like, that's cool. I don't like, think you should. But, you yeah. said, uh, <laughs> but for, for me personally, I was like, I don't really care about that. I mean, um, but there's people who really do. It bothers them. It creates uh, issues with a relationship. And that's that's men itself having uh, maybe like a power issue or things like that. So. That could be... That's exactly what it is, right? Yeah, it, it could be that. It could be a lot of different things that's going on, but, I mean, that's just a concern itself. And then we have women who who expect men to be... Go ahead, say it. Who want them to be the provider for everything. You know oh, I saying? thought you were about to say some more, more gaslighting. Go ahead. Nah. <laughs> but, like, um, I mean, there's women out there who expect a man to care for everything in their lifestyle, which, again, isn't wrong if that's what you look for and you find someone who wants to do that, but... You meet a man who that's not how he was raised, that's not what he's into. That I need to have that conversation about that. I mean, maybe you're not supposed to be working out like that. I mean, maybe there's something you got to check for yourself, or he got to check for himself. Maybe it, it just depends on the relationship, really. Yeah, you so. got to find somebody that 
That's how, yeah. This is the same way that you do. What he's doing is why I find my first therapist. <laughs> because they keep asking me questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get so frustrated. I'm like, bro, you got to stop asking me questions. What? But how do they find out about you? So, so like, no. After you exhaust asking me questions, therapize me. Like, give me some. Therapize. therapize. And that's why I found out. And as my second stint he therapy. Probably, he probably fired you. You said that shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> my second stint therapy, what I found out is, is not 100% about. It's not him giving you answers. It's him kind of digging into your psyche, your psyche, and you answering the questions. I feel like all the answers and the recipe to life is inside of all of us. So, like, mm-hmm. sometimes we seek outside of ourselves, but therapy is really kind of dig more inside. It's not outside at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the misconception. Yeah, we talk about environmental factors because we have to realize with mental health, it's a combination of nature and nurture. You know what I mean? It's not nature versus nurture anymore because – your environmental factors and your genetic features mm-hmm. create who you are. You know, your environment, all the, and that's yeah. what my therapist told me. He said some of the things, some of these things we're talking about are unique, and you're gonna have to overcome them regardless. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of, he was giving me the perspective like, what do you want? And that's yeah. what he kept asking like, so what do you want though? What do you want? Because yeah, in therapy, I, I have a client who I would say his goal isn't probably the most appropriate goal, honestly, but. If it's going to help him get to a, a, a more positive end result, then I'm gonna work with him and I'm gonna help him see how what he's what he's looking for right now is maybe not the most realistic thing. Right. He's trying to get but women. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> he, I mean, he he's like he's he has, There's certain he things has, I want to uh, ask him, but like, I know yeah. I, 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 I can't. Mean, ask if he him. can't answer, he'll just he tell us he can't. He has unrealistic relationship concerns. Yes, but uh, okay. <laughs> in a way, it's like like you, like you said, your therapist was saying. The therapy is built around your goals and your treatment. That's how therapy should be. That's not how it's always been. Mm. That's how, like, we try to create therapy now these days. You know what I mean? Like, we want to make sure it's client-centered. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. I got you. So what would you, specifically speaking around childhood trauma from a therapy perspective, and within black men, black women, whatever. So, like, childhood trauma, like, how do you, what are the tools you, what can people do to equip themselves to deal with that? So, what can parents do to deal with their childhood trauma? Oh, like, all of it. Like parents and like grown folks question. as individuals. Family members, everything. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's, it is um, a load of questions. Let's, so it's, it's like... Um, let's start with tra- what childhood trauma is. Let's what start childhood trauma. Okay, so well, childhood trauma, and, and since it's breaking down a word, it's trauma that you probably experienced when you were younger. You know what I mean? You, that you probably have unconsciously regressed or uh, suppressed in your mind and you kind of push back and you ain't really talk about a lot of what you haven't worked through. So now as an adult you're realizing how much it affects your behavior and your mm-hmm. actions and the way you think. And you, you kind of come across a lot of cognitive distortions as an adult. Mm-hmm. So that's like when you start like the all or nothing thinking like, or the, um, the generalizations and stuff right. like that. So like with dealing with childhood trauma, it's an experience. I mean, for, as, a, as a therapist perspective, from my point of view, I do a lot of play therapy or I do a lot of, um, cause I, I work with the kids who are dealing with childhood trauma at the moment. Mm-hmm. So with them, I do a lot of play Can therapy. Can I cut you off? You keep saying play therapy. What is yeah. that? So, like, it can <laughs> yeah, come out in different ways. So, it's like, um, so this is one person I, uh, I used to study. He did this play therapy where he took a bunch of uh, young men to the basketball courts. Okay. And from using them as teams and playing basketball, he taught them discipline. Oh, okay. Got you. you. Know I mean? Okay, you that's what you play mean. therapy with kids. You got these little, um, these blocks, like Jenga blocks. Yeah. And they have, they're different colors. And when a kid pulls out one, there's a color or a card to go with it. So, the conversation might be like, well, what are you scared of the most? You know? Mm. Oh. Something like something. Well, I'm scared of spiders. Okay, but I never block. Okay, when do you what do you do when you find yourself getting angry? Mm-hmm. And the kid's like, well, I might throw things. I might cuss and yell. Um, I might fight. 
things like that. Like, to answer your question about child trauma, dealing yeah. with that within a family, sometimes it's hard because you might do family therapy. You might, some of us can't have those conversations, especially if you know you might be the root cause of some of that child trauma. Like, as a parent, how do you feel being told that, like, um, hey, your son's experience, did something happen at this age or your son experienced this type of effect and this is what has led to him doing this now. This is the root cause. This is what <laughs> comes from what he experienced. This is why he acts out this way. Or this that is why <laughs> he um, he opposes authority or things like that. This is why he has so much anxiety or attachment disorders because, you know, you as a parent, this is the, you won't say it like that. I'm not going to say No, I'm saying like you ain't going to say you ain't shit. But <laughs> yeah, but like. And it's, it's professional. It's professionally. It's professionally. Yeah. professionally. Professionally. You, some of the choices shit. you made may have led <laughs> yeah, to choice. May have led to. He yeah, might be in jail yeah. because of you. <laughs> not might be in jail. That should remind me like, of a uh, tweet that I seen yeah. like, a couple, like a month ago. Um, a, a dude reached out to his ex-girlfriend to, ha- to come to family therapy. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> and the reason he wanted her, to come, wanted her to come to family therapy was they were in a relationship. He cheated on her. Mm. She ended up confiding in his de- to his like his dad, sleeping with his dad. His dad financed everything she did, like school, oh, her business, everything. And even while they were supposed to be working it out, she was still like sleeping, sleeping with, with the, the dad. Father, yeah. And now, like the dad and the son has like this like irreparable like relationship. He, they wanted her to come. She's like, no, nah, ain't my problem no more. Wow. <laughs> I wanted. To, I did want to say something like because I would say because um. I've had some tough conversations with my parents, right? right? So they're older in their 50s right now. And it's, it is hard. Like, those generations, their mindset in terms of trauma, childhood trauma. Setting their ways for real. Setting their ways for real. Yeah. And that's why, I like, one thing about our generation, I appreciate our openness or willingness to try at least, right? Mm. So I don't think we're going to be perfect. Yeah. But it's just like, we're going to consider this shit. Like, he's <laughs> like, all right, cool. I'm going to just think about it. Like, if my, like I'm about to have be a father. Like, certain stuff, I know... I'm gonna give. I know I'm gonna fuck my kid up in it's, some it, ways. It's no longer a one way street. Yeah. So it's just like when that comes back to me, mm. I think the biggest thing we gotta do going forward as a as a gener- our generation is just like, all right, cool, accept it, apologize, because that's the one thing. That's the biggest parental thing about remorse, our yeah. parents. They don't apologize. Yeah. What's, what's that big word? Parental, parental, parental remorse. remorse. Yeah. So we need a lot of that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I about to say because that's uncommon, especially within the black community. Like, like my I can. My parents, even if they do, they have, we talked about childhood, things that happened and all that kind of stuff. They would not, it's never a straight up, I'm sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm accountable. You'll never get that. You'll never I'm about get say, it. I don't, because they were in a different time, yo. So I think it comes with but us. We, I think we got, we, us, yeah. we have to realize that they were in a different time and we got to accept it. And I think that's why we're out there. Because but isn't, but isn't that a cop? <laughs> yeah. I think it's a we, little bit we, of we, both. Like, we, we, uh, can, we can realize that they were in a different time and also communicate the damage that they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So both can be true. Like, yes, I know that back in your day, this was not normal. But I'm letting you know the impact that doing this had on me, just so, so that you're aware. But yeah, I, I understand that. But why do they got to apologize for something that's, that, that's all they knew? So You know what I'm saying? I, I, that's kind of where I'm at. And that's I why I wouldn't hold it. I look and me, me personally, I don't hold it. I don't think it's more nobody. so. I don't think it's more so the actual apology. It's more so acknowledging. Right. The wrongdoing or the harm caused, and making right. sure that they don't do it to the next generation because yeah. they could do the same thing to your kids, yeah. and then just continue and that's the one, generational that's, that's pattern. That's one of the biggest issues we have that's right now. That's fair. What do you What do you say, Doc? Are <laughs> <laughs> right, we talking? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, what I'm saying, but um, I mean, he made a good point. Like, it's, sometimes the apology, it's not even searching for an apology. You know what I mean? It's just having that conversation. Like, all right, let's say I have a kid. And I want my my mother get a little close to the mic. I want to make sure people get you. Let's say I have a uh, I have a kid. and I want my mother to watch my kid, but I know. She has these things about her that this is the way she she raised me. So this conversation, just say, hey, you know, if I see something, 
I want to talk. I want to speak out about it. I'm just gonna be like, hey, you know, I, I've noticed I that. No beatings. <laughs> I no eat no beating. No. <laughs> I mean, that is what it is no. for some people. I mean, yeah, if some you people don't want to beat your yeah. kids, if it's, you know your mama beat you, I think that's I'm not letting you watch yeah. my kids and beat them. Me and Sherrod just had this conversation. It's conversation for real. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. But conversation, you say that, doctor. Um, nah, doctor. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Nobody never mad about going up. Everybody mad about going down. If I called you like a, uh, just like a, what, what's, what's the, it's a therapist, a counselor. What's the one? Derek Jackson. Life your, coach. No, yeah, no, life no, coach. That's, that, y'all shit on them? No, no, no. he's really okay, offended, okay. though. He don't want to be called. Right, I ain't call you that. He's, he's saying like, that's their part. But, like, those conversations, <laughs> the hardest conversations I've ever had, I think, were with probably my parents. Even harder than with my spouse. Because it's just like, when you're looking at your parent, it's like. All y'all views and values got a mesh now. Yeah. It's, that's some hard shit. Like I think people, you gotta find the media, right? I don't care yeah. how grown you is. Like I can, you could be a sixty-year-old man talking to your eighty-year-old dad. You'll break down and cry based yeah. off of some of the shit that you have to kind of uh, unpack. And also, one thing my dad, you know, we had a conversation. One thing he said that was accountable. He said a lot of the things we, I did, me and mom did, were literally out of survival. And I, right. and well, sometimes when you, when they say that shit, you like. Hmm. Well, 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 that's kind of where I'm at, right? I, I understand. You. I do understand your point. Like, acknowledge it so they know where it is. So when you mm-hmm. have a child, it's like you're not. Right. They're not doing the same thing. Yeah. But why are we looking for an apology? What that? What is that apology going to do to us? It's I, in my mind, it can be closure. Like you said, he was trying for, to survive back then. For right. me, so yeah. the shit he was doing, I, he was in his mind, he was making sure that you had clothes on your back. Food on your table, shelter over your head. And, See, and he did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did I, I, it. I, I, think, I get it. I get I both think sides. It's more acknowledgement that those three things weren't enough. I think in this in this That's regard. Exactly. Point right there. Yeah. I think in this regard, when it comes to parents and we're looking searching for that like that apology, that apologies change behavior. How you how you treat my child, your grandchild. We we and, on the same and change, page. And, and I don't think the apology that, does anything though. It's not it's, it's the behavior. I think acknowledging is but. Yeah. You you acknowledge it and, and you acknowledge it by changing your like like if, if you if you like for example, for example yeah. I'm a little tricky. Yeah. Says that. Yo, that's what my, my wife said that shit. What? I think everybody needs something different. Change Some behavior. People, change behavior. Yeah. You're like, all right, come on. You don't gotta keep saying that shit. Change Some behavior. Some people need to change behavior. Yeah, it is. Some people need the apology. Some people just need it. Some people, everybody yeah. needs yeah. And some people don't even need it at all. Like um, and we're like who writes letters. Yeah. But don't he doesn't read it to him. He doesn't give it to him. But he says, I want to write this letter because he wants to take responsibility from. For a second, he believed that his childhood trauma was his fault. Damn, um, that's fucked up. He had to write. Le- he, I said you should try to write letters to these people so you can express how you feel. And then we went from there. And we we processed it, and he was able to actually eventually had a conversation with his mother. Now his mother, you know, has some other things going on because she's at an older age now. And of course, you got a conversation with her, but it isn't like it's going to change. But it's like right. you gotta be sensitive to where she is. I just never wanted to be too late in terms of anybody I love. Right. Mm. So I like. I always. I never want to. It's to be a day where as though they never know how I felt. Like I seen like in movies and I've seen in real life where people die, but it's like some deep all heartfelt all shit. Regret. Yeah, I want yeah. cause that shit, I feel as though that haunts you forever. So I don't I never wanna really kinda be there. But anyway. But yeah, you can talk about that all day. That's t- <laughs> I think that's the subject matter yeah. that a lot of us relate yeah. to. 
think Especially, even now we gonna make mistakes as parents whenever we get to oh, the right. point. Right. I'm, every day. I'm and trying to anticipate my fuck up, but I already know I'm you, going to. You can't anticipate no, all. Don't of anticipate. You, know? you, you got go to go. We got different do, issues now. We all you can try to do is you be gotta go with the flow, yeah. And learn from what you with your trauma and be better. But know that you may still make mistakes and be willing to acknowledge those mistakes. He or your children and apologize for it. So let's. I'm gonna change this, and then we want to get into the game. So one thing I wanted to talk about. So what? The what? The game. The game. Oh, the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gang. <laughs> yeah. No. Cause you point. I think. I see. My window right is there, passed. I'm gang. not doing alumni chapter. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's okay. Alumni chapter. Um, <laughs> as black men, like we say, we need to talk more, and being vulnerable, and vulnerability. So, why is vulnerability so important amongst black men? I mean, just for what you were talking about all the time, where it leads to, just the okay. expressing to other generations. Because if we continue to not be vulnerable and not express ourselves or talk about the things that have led us to who we are and what we've dealt with, our traumas, then our generation following is going to experience the same thing. Correct. It's really that. And then, I mean, them with our partners or the people that we are close to, our friends, our family, we can have better, more appropriate, positive relationships with them if we just open up a little more. Right. You know? That's true. Because I about to say, I, I've, uh, I, I consider, and it's funny, you consider yourself open until you get to points where you're uncomfortable. Right. So, for example, especially, you know, I've, I've had some tough conversations with some, uh, like, friends I know and stuff like that about stuff that probably I would have never talked about if, like, not more educated about you shouldn't just, like, harbor feelings against people. Because I, I, I naturally, I think I, su- I suppress until I explode. Right. So I had to learn through like therapy and stuff like it's better out than in, and even if it does hurt somebody, because I will suppress my feelings just so that somebody else won't get hurt. And I didn't even know that was toxic. Yeah, like as <laughs> as men, <laughs> as men, like when we hold these things in, that leads to like aggression, isolation, depression. Like these right. are things that really come about when we don't talk about these issues. Because like you said, we're holding it in, we feel the building our chest. And then when we finally get that tick, it's like we explode. Yeah. And then what? Not a person we explode on who probably didn't even deserve it in the first place. And I'll, to add to that, as black men, we really can't afford to explode. Because our, our explosion <laughs> Angry black men. leads us mm-hmm. to typically prison, a lot of different traumatizing things, getting killed. Mm-hmm. So, like, you got to, you do have to mind your temperament. Like, you got to be careful about your feelings, but not suppress them to the point where, like, our forefathers would just say nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? You got to find your safe space. Yeah. I'll say non-suppression is tough though. Especially who, yeah. who <laughs> bro, yeah, it's every day. It's an everyday I, yeah. choice not to suppress. Especially in a relationship. We're gonna get to that later. That's but I'm yeah. about to say that I mean that's where I need help with. And that's why I said <laughs> I've been looking. But what happens is, and it's funny, I've been in a relationship as long as I have, we've been through a lot of ups and downs. Like we even got to the point we can that's talk a relation, that's a, that's the definition of relationship. Yeah, ups and downs da- literally ups and downs <laughs> yeah. to the point where she said, I'm t- I don't want you to ever not say nothing. Because it's going to make me mad. Mm. I'd rather you make me mad mm-hmm. and be honest with me so we can be mad together or like we can have our discourse, <laughs> but just together. don't withhold it. Because that withholding, that resent, resentment is a bitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. resentment comes, creeps back on you when you're like 70 years old mm. and you're like, oh, no, I'm good. And it just jump on your back. Mm. Or resentment is when somebody trying to jump in a casket with somebody and you like, oh, shit, I didn't even realize that I didn't even deal with all this stuff in front of me. But it's all, it's all, it is suppression is something I know I daily fight because so is it is it one way uh, no I know it's not one way like it's not one size fit all but is there something you gotta go to you tell black men or I'm I'm saying specifically black men because we all black men are here I mean 
Plus, I, I was black queen over here. Okay. Black <laughs> queen. Yeah. Hi, yellow but queen. Is, is it one thing you tell tell uh, gentlemen to do to to make it easier on themselves? To is that that question makes sense? I see what you're asking. Like, is it's it hard to me? I don't to kind of help men like not suppress this yeah. question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it depends. It's, it's, you got to be comfortable with yourself first. You know, mm. so that's a big, that's a big shit like that. Fuck you all up. Yeah, right? dude. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So I'm insecure. I know. It's <laughs> so back it's to me. me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say. I didn't tell me he was insecure though. You I know, know you, you did. You're a therapist. You get it. What you do? I got you. You like? I'm never gonna say it's you, but you might want to consider <laughs> that first step, man. Look in the mirror. What is the common denominator? Yeah. That's actually that's funny because I said this to somebody the other day. What's the common denominator? Denominator. He's like, he made joke. He said them. He's like, no. But we have that rapport that I can say that, you know, like that. So, like, I wouldn't. Well, I want to dig into that, though, because I about to say suppression is just an easier option. It is. A lot of times you just like, I'd rather not to fuss. I'd rather not to hassle. I'd rather not to stress, so to speak, which you consider stress. Picking trees, yeah. And that, but that can be problematic. But that's why pick and choosing yeah. is our issue. We always, yeah, yeah. we always, we shouldn't have to pick and choose. We should just say, it's, say it sometimes. Like you say, it's easier to not do something. Like how yeah, many, time, right, how many, how many yeah. accomplishments have you made that you had to work hard for and that you're proud of to this day? Mm. You know? mm. So it's easy to be like, oh, I don't want to do it. Like, don't do it. Yeah. But then don't expect change, right? Right. <laughs> so, or progress. See. See, that's you see, yeah, you see how you get mad in therapy? Yeah. <laughs> see, before I was Am involved, I in therapy like, now? see. Yeah, you is. Because he, he's good. I'm about to say, you about to give us billable hours and shit. I know. I wish. He said, I, I could have got all this money. Um, Do you work better with women or men versus... Um, that's, come on, not, man. I don't even know his work better. I'm sorry, yo. I just got questions, yo. But look, look at it. Come on. <laughs> well, he don't dress like that for his session. <laughs> Oh, you do? You do? Not shorts. It's being comfortable. I was about to say. It's being comfortable. When I I became a therapist, I always say I want to come authentic. Like, I like wearing shorts every once in a while, but this is not, that's not what I was used to. That's not what I was around all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm used to wearing nice, I wear like shirts, I wear jeans, you know what I mean? I wear some tennis shoes. Yeah, jeans, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I might have sometimes thrown some slacks, but I feel like when somebody sees, when I I turn on my camera or I meet them in person, they see like, okay. He's, he's dressed cool. down. Like he looked like he looked like somebody I might know on the street. I might know somebody on, around the block. So it, it kind of helps with like I, I hope it helps with comfortability. Like I get that. So okay. Before we, before we get to the game, mm-hmm. I wanted one thing I saw on your Instagram page, which uh, very cur- well curated page by the way, um, is you talked about I, one thing I want to talk about is boundaries. Mm-hmm. So you saying how do black men set boundaries? <laughs> what, what boundaries, nigga? <laughs> That's so long what I need to work on. You know what's funny? I think um, from my clients, I've seen men, and I know like we keep talking about black men because we're all black men, but I, I work with a lot of different cultures. No so good, like, do you think? Yeah. But now I've seen it's so funny because I've seen men set boundaries and easier than some of my women clients, but in different ways. And sometimes it's not in a healthy way. So like with men, I've seen them set boundaries by just ignoring, just stepping back and doing that. And I'm like, That's suppression. And I, yeah, and I was like, uh, you're isolating yourself from your friend. And once they do it, they get comfortable, right? It's easier for them. It's like, okay, well, I've already been doing this. Why should I stop? Well, but we're sitting here in therapy. So on, on the flip side, I know one of the main boundaries you always see, like, like on social media, like women tweet about, mm-hmm. is cutting people off. Right, right. Isn't that the same thing as ignoring? Hmm. It depends on how you do it. Right. <laughs> 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 you I've had women discuss me and say, hey, you know, I think that this isn't going the way I want it. 
I think that we're better off. You know, I think we get into the game, guys. I'm, I can't. I'm about to say, cause it's like, like literally in a relationship, in any argument, mm. a guy can never end the argument. Like, you know what? I don't feel like talking right now. She like, no, we finish this right now. So, the minute she says, oh, yeah, yeah. "Hey, I'm done," you cannot come back there. But see, that's, that's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair but it's, but it's a double standard so in the world. Right. So then I'm saying fair. in those moments when it's, <laughs> happening, <laughs> it's on a person to speak up about it not being fair. You know what? You sound like a woman. <laughs> they, I, I mean, yeah. that's what I am. Because they always say it's not fair, and then you, you try to bring up fairness on your from on your, your vantage on, on, point. On, on your behalf. In that fairness. Our fair is not their fair. Our fair, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not the same fight. Well, I know, but me speaking for the woman that I am. I wouldn't. I know if a man told me, you know, what you just said, that's not fair to me. I would listen, especially if it's my partner. It's like, okay, I would take a second and listen, and understand what they're saying is might be true. But that's just that's me. you as a mature woman. Yeah. Okay. A lot of these women ain't <laughs> mature out here. A lot of people don't, you know, experience that. Like, because you're thinking, heat in the moment. Are we really trying to think about? No, what no. the other person no. cares about. It's, about, it's all about self. I don't self. like arguing, so yeah. I'm like, let's let's get to the root of this quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what that's what that's that what is maturity. On. I would say because yeah. I would yeah. say it, it takes a lot of practice, and it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen over time. You know, it's about learned behaviors. Right. So if we're constantly see our parents arguing, we constantly see somebody shutting one person out or not getting their point across. I mean, we think that's that's, how we learn to talk. We think that's a healthy way of relationships. It actually, is very unhealthy. Like. Arguing sometimes is a arguing. I think is very healthy for a relationship. It's how you argue, but it's how you argue. Right. Like if you're not letting the other person talk, and if you come into it not to listen, you know, I had to learn to argue because I'm not a good arguer. I don't like to argue. Um, I like to state my point and walk you let, away. You let us down as a Virgo, yeah. You yeah, like I, I don't like to her. argue because I'm I'm a lover, man. Um, but uh, you're a liar. <laughs> I hope my face on camera, like you <laughs> crazy. But no, I don't like to argue, but I think arguing is important. You though. do like to argue. You like yeah. the debate. I like to argue in certain situations. See, the thing is, he don't like to argue. He likes to debate. Yeah. yeah. That's the same. It's that can be the same, same thing. It's essentially the same thing. Depending on what it is. So, yeah. people, how do you debate? Like how? So what happens is, <laughs> I will... Okay. When I when I talk <laughs> strongly... Talk about Joe, buddy. When I talk strongly. When you start, I think, talk strongly. I think some people consider it as I'm... Okay, so we if we argue in a point, let me say something like pro life or something. Mm. Because I give you a Damn. good argument on my side, that does not mean I don't agree with your side. I think people always get the, the misconception is that okay, if I argue, if I feel strongly here, mm. I don't totally disagree with you. Totally, I don't totally disagree. Sometimes I actually agree with you more than I agree with myself. I'm still making my point, but I'm still making my point, and people just be like, "So why would you say all of that if you don't if you agree with me anyway?" I was just about to ask. It's It's for dialogue. Yeah, you just you like to provoke. It's to provoke thought. So, for example, I like to provoke people's thought. So, for example, if you're not provoking people, if you're talking or you interacting with somebody, you're not provoking thought. Why are we talking? You don't provoke the wrong. I don't want to. You can provoke thought without like uh, like beating your point into them. What do you mean by beating my point into people? Like you, like like you said, you'll you'll hone in on you'll keep saying why you think your side is right, even though you think you agree with the Correct. other side. Why? <laughs> you can fun. you can you can debate it and still say the, 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 I like you, you don't say the pros, pros on the other this side. Could be toxic. I'm gonna, I'm yeah, go <laughs> you don't tell them they have pros on the other side. So oh, you you only talk about your pros on your side. So like, do you tell them they're making good points during the conversation, or do you just no? He don't exactly. No, nah, not at all. It's my point all. exactly. So he just likes to debate. Like stubborn. Yeah, I do like. To, yeah, I'm very stubborn. I'm very stubborn to the point where it's, it's, it's a detriment. But like, I I like to what people are willing to stand up for tell me a lot about them. Hmm. 
or what they're willing to not fight for tells me a lot about them too. So like that's where I get it because it tells me more about who you are as a person. Because if I if I know who you are as a person, I can ch- take that and it's transferable in a lot of different situations. But what you're willing to fight for and what you're willing to not fight for, or what you just kind of concede on, says more about you than whatever the topic is. I think people get hung up on the topic. You no, know, it's, it's really your ability to like to fight. Okay. What if you're just not good at debate or I'll argument? Say, some people have, some people will be a bad fighter but have a heart. Right. Like Rocky and shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Like I, I can't get I can't like I can't argue because I don't articulate points well enough. So y- you would take me as like not getting a point across, and and, and just kind of walk all over it when mm-hmm. I'm kind of falling back because I don't know how to articulate my point. Mm. Well, that's I'm where that's where compassion comes on my end. That's why I like to you type out stuff because I, I can like so think it through. I, do, I like that too. <laughs> I, I, I got to be able to think stuff through. Hold <laughs> on, you know, the, no, what happens is, see, you guys see me in a setting of debate. Like this, this whole podcast. I've seen you outside of here. Yo. I'm, I'm, I'm compassionate. I don't talk so much. Debate in and out. You never really been in, like day in and day out. Sherelle even say like, I, you don't talk. Like I don't talk a ton. I don't run my mouth that much. Oh, you on part? You on part outside the pod? Nah, because also I also know my I know who I'm talking to. So for example, certain Sherelle's great at, at arguing and debating. My wife, so like I I know better. So certain people I, I can I know when somebody I know when to shut up. I'm always known to shut up, but when I get a podcast, I guess, so I, it's not time to shut you up. You speak and choose who you want to debate. Right. At certain times, like it's certain points. Like I would never debate. So, for example, in, in mixed company, I'm not debating certain people. Like, I wouldn't no. talk to me. The way I talk to y'all now is like, if we don't, if it's somebody we don't know, like, we're not going to just, I'm not going to say certain things because it's like, I don't know that person. So, that's why you didn't sit at the debate table at Dream Team? <laughs> right, I don't, I don't like debating. I, I don't they like had a whole debate. The like, whole yeah, debate. I don't like ignorance yeah, it was, though either. Yeah, they, they, they oh. was part at the Juneteenth cookout. The whole John time. wasn't in. No, he was no. at a different table. I'm chilling. Palmer was sitting at my table. So I'm gonna say John. Oh, John, that's why. John was okay. on IR, so he was he was tending to his boo. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, I mean, <laughs> which, I'm, I'm, which one? Cheryl Palmer. So it's all inclusive. Let's let's. I want to get into the game. This is a good time. Yep. I'm trying to figure out if we missed missed any questions on the outline. Yeah, we missed all of those questions. It was just there, but we already knew that. Let me tell y'all about something about the outlines. Uh, all, everybody that listen, let me tell y'all about these niggas with these outlines. I'm sorry, can I keep the saying the N-word? I don't want to mess up your licensure. Wait, you put me in this? He said yeah. these niggas. So we all niggas. Yo. Wow, because I thought my outlines be I mean, you, 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 you be having, you just you, all you do is just put the link in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a whole discussion no point, question. and then I had notes. I had notes after my yeah, discussion it's, point. It's, it's yeah. all right, though. All mine's notes. You know what? This is something I was working. Doc, you appreciate this. Um, this is something I was working through in therapy. Whereas though, and Sid even told me Sid said something compelling to me months ago, and she never thought. She said you can't expect people to put the same amount of effort. Also, you can't put your expectations on other people, and when they don't do what you do, you consider it a failure. So I'm working on that because I, I think a lot of times I do that, and who, who knows what I'm saying might be ain't shit. So what happened is that's why I like I try to you know be more compassionate. In 2021, I've been a lot more compassionate. I like that you throwing about compassion. Yeah, <laughs> that's the main <laughs> thing he works. Yeah, John don't John throwing out this compassion word is like the nigga throwing out wholesome in 2019. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are you <laughs> Hold on, but I, I'm a lot more. You want me to believe he's compassionate? Yeah, believe From that. the time this pet pod started till now, I have definitely grown in yeah. terms of more. Uh, I'm more uh, apathetic. I'm more empathetic. I'm more. 
uh, I just I listen better because I think all of y'all have grown because of the podcast, right? Because it's different personalities. What happened is I I, I use I only put myself in situations. Uh, to succeed, usually put myself in a situation where I don't know people. I usually don't do that um, in uh, everyday life. I try to make myself. You usually put yourself in situations you know you'll succeed. You don't usually put yourself when, in uncomfortable when only situations. situations, huh? When only situations. Say that. Explain. Oh, when only situations. Oh yeah, yeah. You usually put yourself in. One, yeah, we all do that naturally. Put ourselves in one yeah. only situations. I don't think everybody does. Yeah. So you, don't, you don't take on challenges. You like, uh, I, say, I take I on challenges like- in certain aspects, like to de- to go into a group of people that, like, for example, when we started this pod, I only knew Mel like a hundred percent. I didn't know Maul to the degree. I only knew him because he, he's Maul big body. Like he, he used to give me hard daps and shit and like, <laughs> 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 like, and then Palmer, he was always just a nigga that was at Melvin House, and then. <laughs> His, and, his he, and I didn't know he talked so much. I didn't know he talked. <laughs> See, you didn't even. No, nah, did most people didn't. No, nah, you didn't. Nobody did. So I was just like, oh, okay, these guys have a voice. Like Palmer talks. Like he has opinions. He's very opinionated. He loves gentrification. Shit like that. <laughs> so like, and you know, him I, about, you know, him and Mel was in the same house. Yeah, and I was. <laughs> wait, I, wait. <laughs> he said, hold on. How did I get into this? Keep loving me in but like, everything. But as I got to know them, I was just like, oh, okay, this is what I'm up against. But no, I like I, these are good guys though. I like them a lot, man. They're very sensible men. It's the first very, time you ever said that. It's very. It was. It's very. It's the first compliment John's ever given. This yes. Time. Oh, it is. Um, <laughs> wow. Three years later. Yeah, I think it's part of the. I think it's part of the gross. compassionate. The compassionate. But no, project. I think it took a therapist. We don't hear this. We're in therapy. We're in therapy. Yeah. Wow. Yo, is, is this part of the compassionate agenda? <laughs> but no. But, but real talk. I just think. I think we're not a monolith. I think a lot of times in my egotistical, narcissistic brain. Get those pants. I, I sometimes <laughs> think everybody should be like me, and that's not. That's not 100 percent true. The truth. So. I hope everybody got that joke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but let's play. All right, let's play. Let's play this game though. Like the, the last twenty.